On this podcast, two young travelers, Alex Dethrow and Jesse Lanier, will be going on a journey to find the greatest cinematic treasures. Each week, they spin the wheel of fate and allow destiny to decide whether the next few hours will be filled with genius and wonder or boredom and mediocrity. Our heroes hope to unbury hidden gems and share the discoveries with the world through humble conversations and maybe, if they're lucky, better themselves along the way. So welcome, one and all, to The Movie Quest! Hello and welcome to TMQ. Today we're talking about uh, Sword of Vengeance, which is the first Lone Wolf and Cub movie. Here we go. So you, so you did, you liked it? Oh my god, I loved it. I thought it was fucking, I thought it ripped, dude. Yeah, it's I, funny. I, well, I was gonna tell you. So this is why there's a weird connection to this movie, like really strange. Like you'll be like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. I recently just watched Kill Bill. I showed Jared Kill Bill. Yeah. And I love Kill Bill. And we just watched Kill Bill. Yeah, me and too. Have movie, you seen it before? He's never seen it. Yeah, so that's why we watched hasn't. it. And he loved yeah. it because it's Kill Bill. But before, <laughs> I do want to ask you, though. I had a weird thought during Kill Bill. I don't know if this is... I don't know. I never looked up if this was even a thing that people cared about. Yeah. I do find it weird. It's awesome. But I do find it weird that it is a kung fu movie and a samurai movie at the same yeah. time. And then, oh, but, that's true. but you don't do it's like that's fine. But yeah. think about Asian audiences. That's probably weird because right. Chinese people, they don't. Japan is a whole different culture, and, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I was always curious kinda... to see, like, I wonder how, like, Asian audiences reacted to Kill Bill. Like, yeah. was there, like, a cultural appropriation thing that was, like, like labeled with that movie, you know? Yeah. It, I don't, I, I wouldn't go so far as saying cultural, it's more, like, cinematic appropriation. It's just, like, using cinematic language. It's not like it's appropriating right. a culture, it's just a cinematic language of it. Yeah, but, I mean that's one. That's kind of an interesting thing about Tarantino because right. his movies kind of bristles those kind of things where it's like Kill Bill does kind of have that quality of cultural uh, appropriation technically, but to me, yeah. it's so fucking cool because it's well, blending right. all of these right. things that aren't usually blended. But, but also, I never thought about that because that's one of the things still that's could cool be about Kill cool Bill. Cool and cultural appropriating at the same time, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, I, I never thought about the kung fu and samurai movie though. I never that never well, occurred to me, but that Western. is really unique. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to tell it. The Jared was like, "Dude, the style of this movie is so cool." Like, you went out. I was like, "You made a huge mistake." Because I'm gonna try to explain to you. I tried a little bit, but I was like, "You know what? I'm bored. I want to watch the movie. I don't want to explain." What a spaghetti What's cool about it. To right now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, watching Kill connection. Bill. Well, that's crazy that I was like watching a couple or a Sailor movie and then. Okay. The weirder connection is this. Okay. In the second Kill Bill movie. Yeah. When. Uh. Kino, uh. The bride. Arrives at Bill's house. And it's revealed that. Yeah. The daughter's still alive. There's that that weird scene where Bill's acting like nothing's wrong, and then they go into her her room, and they're like, the kid's like, "What do you want to watch?" And she walks, and she's like, "I want to watch Shogun Assassin." Do you know anything <gasps> about Shogun Assassin? Oh yes, wait, Shogun I do. Assassin is the so it's a cut. It's an American. 
yeah. cut of the two leg walking cog movies. Oh, dude. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I watched Kill oh. Bill 2 like two days ago. And then Whoa, that's weird. So you saw clips from this movie. <laughs> like I think Bill. so. I, well, so, so I was, or I wanna, from the second Wolf of I really want to watch Second Assassin because one, I've heard it's great. And then two, I've heard that it's, it, so it's an 85 minute movie, but it's cut into one, like the two are cut into one movie. I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love to see like what that was like. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm sure, like, there's probably so because it's the same director, and then there's a, an American guy who helped him edit it. So like, wow, that's kind of initially when I heard about Shogun Assassin and heard that it was, it was like kind an of a American cut, cut version of, of it. Sword of Engine, and then the baby, baby, yeah. baby cart at the River Sticks, I think is what the <laughs> Dude, second the movie's are called. Hilarious. Yeah, my favorite, is, yeah. my favorite is like Baby Cart and the White Devil or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but at first I thought that sounded really lame, but now yeah. hearing you kind of explain it more, that sounds also, way more intriguing. Kill Bill is probably pretty cool. If, yeah. If, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I wonder if that was like the only way, that the easiest oh, way yeah, to get access point. to yeah. Lone Wolf and Cub uh, early on is like through that American cut, yeah. which would be kind of dope well, because it's like you get two movies. So going to fashion came out like years after all the Lone Cub and uh, Lone Wolf movies came out. Right. So, right. All um, six. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's not. So, so going to fashion isn't. It's just one movie. I'm just curious to see like how they cut the two into one cohesive yeah. thing. If they yeah, see the jungle, I wonder if it feels like like it is two movies cut into one, or it feels like just a cool movie. Well, the other thing that, that I'm intrigued by that that the interesting thing is that this is crazy. But the the Lone Wolf and Cub, the first three movies were all made in the At same once, fucking yeah. right, year. Right, they were right. made all in 1972. Right. So like, the, the they might have just been the next year. <laughs> Yeah, it might have just been a continuous like um, shooting schedule anyway. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. So cutting it together doesn't sound like might be the same fucking camera. Right, whole crew. It's all the Criterion Channel. All you know what? Again, this is another thing I'm pissed about. I'm I'm glad that you didn't tell me. I don't know if you (laughs) do, but I rented this movie. I had the Criterion Channel. (laughs) And they were all on the Criterion Channel, and I didn't even think to look because the. Criterion, I didn't even know this was on the Criterion Collection. You buy all yeah. of them. It was cool. I kind of want to do that now because it looks I, I wanted, I wanted to. Yeah, but I really want to. The, when the Criterion thing came up, I was like, I didn't even know this was a Criterion Thanks. movie. Well, no, it gets worse. Because I saw that, and I'm like, oh, this is on the Criterion Collection. Cool. And then an hour and a half, in the, or, or, or an hour into the movie, I was like, wait a minute. Is this, I didn't even look if it was on the collection or not. That's really good. I could have refunded it, and I watched it on the collection, but I did it. Uh, that's so funny. But so good of fashion oh, is, all, is on the Criterion Collection also. Wow, that's cool. That's, you the, know. All the I, I was movies. I was kind of I was kind of surprised, and it was le- about that you hadn't even heard about it because I was like, I Never think heard about am it. I am I making this up that this is like a classic? Maybe you know, I fabricated I this. I've seen clips. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a clip of this movie, and I think it came from I love the John Wick movies, and I think I was watching an interview with Sax to Hustle, the director of that, and I think he referenced. Well, Wolf and Cub, and then they showed. It makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, Wick is very much inspired by, you know, obviously, um, more samurai than kung fu, but definitely, you know, samurai. Yeah, it's like samurai attitude with kung fu action. Yeah, well, I think they invented a new style that is called kung fu. That is what is uh, right. referred to in the action world. (laughs) That John Wick is kung fu. (laughs) Kung fu is incredible. Gunfu, Gunfu Samurai. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah I, so I can't remember how how I heard about Lone Wolf and Cub, but I I got reintroduced to it because I'm I'm a nut for comics. I yeah, make comics. I love comics. Um, and this is like yeah, really. This is a really famous manga originally. Um, That's cool. 
that I, I read the first chapter and the first the movie's a lot different than oh, how really? the story starts in the manga. It's 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 well it's similar, but like the actual events are a lot different. I think that they kind of um packed a lot more yeah. into it. I think they're a lot more efficient with, with the movies. Not necessarily in a better or worse way, but just like they made a movie kind of cut right. for the first thing. And I think that it's the same writer from the manga yeah, wrote I saw the that. movies yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Which I think that's awesome. I noticed that the credits. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was really sick. So, yeah, I uh, I the had never. I, I, I watched <laughs> when, when after I read the manga, I was like, this was really cool. I really want to see the movies now because oh, I, I think they're the dope. Rest. Yeah, I'm totally and gonna watch the rest of them. I kind of want to just buy the whole collection now and watch the rest of them because, like, this movie it give was you, so dope. I should just give you like Criterion collection password I'd be in, uh, indebted to you for the rest of my like, life <laughs> I don't pay for it <laughs> my dad pays for it and my sister and I both use it um, so you can just use it there's a lot of great movies on there um, yeah that's probably the that's probably the best streaming service by far now uh, well yeah for Max sure is pretty good because Max has a lot of criteria movies and like all the TCM stuff so they have a lot yeah. of like, cool old, older stuff HBO Max also has some awesome animated right, shit. They have, like, it has really Slim great animated stuff. stuff. And then they have like uh, <laughs> Looney Tunes. That's all yeah. on there. Although a lot of episodes were um, taken down because um, which I think is also horseshit. Speaking of the yeah. thing. Like, yes. <laughs> Are some of them racist? Yeah. Yes. But for historical <laughs> purposes... Just keep it up. And then they used to have, I don't, I'm going to get rid of but before those cartoons, there was a thing that would say, hey, this was made during a different time. This does not reflect what a relative's views yeah. of 2023, you know? This was made almost 100 years ago. Like, Yeah, what feels what feels gross about that is that it's more, it's like, it's like they're editing history yeah. for marketing purposes. Yeah, exactly. Like, that yeah. feels gross. If, you, if you're editing also, history for, like, the feelings to, and compassion. What, is it, what are you scared of? Like, are you scared <laughs> of, like, a white dog who's, like, watching? Like, it's so weird. <laughs> like what are you seriously scared of? Like it must yeah. be like it must be on like an executive level. It must be. You know, that yeah, they're scared yeah, of like yeah. an executive or like a dumbass executive who's like, you know, somebody's kid that just got hired is like <laughs> it has to be because it's so silly. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. I don't, I don't like that much. Any Hoodles Criterion Correction <laughs> collection really knows knows what they're doing. Also, the they, art was really cool. You see the art of the, of the. Oh yeah, for the covers. Physical, yeah, it looks awesome. Very that cool. might be so. That's it. so. Here's an interesting thing with the history of that is that. Um, is that like a long, the, sell from the manga? I think that that might. I'm, I'm not sure. Actually, that might be an original poster from Criterion. But I'm going to tell you some tidbits about the about this, anyways, because it might be this. Because Frank Miller did some covers oh, for it. Do you know who? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's the guy who did the Dark the Dark yeah. Knight Rises. Kind of invented the American Lachlan? graphic novel. Oh, one wait. of the big guys. Did you write no, no, that, that was, was Alan Moore. Alan that was yeah. Alan Moore and uh, the artist. I can't his his name escapes me, but he's a great artist. Frank Miller, but, did he write Lucifer Vendetta also? No, that's Alan Moore as well. <laughs> he uh, Frank Miller did, he did Batman, and I don't know about three hundred. Uh, Sin City. Sin, yes, did. yes, yeah. he did Sin City. Yeah. He did Sin City, and he did Ron. He did do a samurai movie. He did Ron, uh, not movie, oh. but a comic. But that was really great. Okay. Um, but he also he he did some cover when there was when Lone Wolf and Cub was getting an American pressing. There was a company called First Comics that oh. that were that kind of went under. So that kind of stopped, fell through until it got switched to Dark Horse. But Frank Miller did some cool covers That's for cool. Lone Wolf and Cub That's too, it. which you which you kind of see a lot. Yeah, um, cool. But yeah, I love the poster for the Criterion thing. Yeah, I got the great. vibe down, the vibe, the vibe down right. Which it's you know, this movie's so stylish. I would. It it's is. So I was actually really surprised by how, um, how like, I don't know, I don't know why I was surprised, but like how I, I, I thought this was older than it was. I mean, seventy two is pretty old, but today's um, dangerous for sure. I was surprised like how like tight this movie was directed. Like very yeah. Like, 
precise and like very deliberate. It's like a very tight eighty minutes. Like it's very it, like. It, it's crazy to me that it's only an hour and thirty because they fit so much in there and right. it doesn't really feel that rushed. That's why to me. I I'm excited to see the really other good. ones a lot because now that like the story or like the character right. set up because like i love the first half of it but the first half of it really was like a setup of like yeah his, you know flashback the, fucking the, fucking yeah, city the cub <laughs> yeah the cub and like all this shit like you like know who his son like who who betrayed and you learn about all the different families you know yeah like the more you know yeah that was also cool because like uh, you know, I knew it was based on a comic, and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, there's like lore, it's like cool, it's like there's like yeah, yeah. these different families, and it's like it gets you excited about like the next five movies because you're like, there's actually they they did a really good job of like it's not like today's standards, but they did a pretty good job of like setting up like a universe, like a world, like in this yeah. cool, like samurai world, you know? And I, and I, and I do like, I think it's a really good point that they, they did it, they did it pretty efficiently at the, for the first half of the first movie. Right. So now all of it can just be like the second half of the first movie from like well, it, minute one. The, the film is structured kind of strangely because like the, the, the first half ends with like the duel of like the guy who, betrayed him you know that's like, true yeah it's kind of and it's yeah like that's the true. coolest thing i've ever seen and yeah with like, the baby the the mirror on the baby head yeah when he cuts <laughs> his one. head off and then like the yeah. fucking shot of like the sunset like dude fuck it's so awesome i love the cinematography yeah I it the cinematography great. was fucking awesome really I good it. i think a lot of that also the because it was criteria i'm sure that they restored this movie so it looks really really great sure i love the, yeah, the colors great yeah, yeah. That's why I, I want to get the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray probably looks fucking awesome. I know. I kind of, I kind of feel like nothing just yeah. thinking about <laughs> it. <dude. laughs> It'd be so good. <laughs> but like, I knew I was gonna like this movie when like the first, the first scene I was like, all right, cool. Well, he was like, cut your son's hair off, or the ladies, the or no, it was you learn that he's the executioner. And he executes yeah, and he kills the girl. kid. I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> and then it cuts and it's like epic fucking cool ass shot of like him like walking down this like hall and then there's like fire and like water and it's like, <laughs> I'm like whoa like it's such a striking cool like image of like you know that and it like, also duality has that awesome quality of the samurai's of, like, life yeah. yeah, and, it, so, and it's and it's. I think the line that he says is like, "I won't walk the fiery path yeah. of the the shadow Yagu clan or the raging right. waters of the other Yagu clan. I'll right. like the middle white path of righteousness." Which is, it's, a, it's which is cool. Like you know, and I also kept thinking, I was like, I, I really do want to see the next ones because I think like the thing that like did you know I've seen this before. Like you know, this is a pretty classic like Ronan story. You know, yeah, like totally. I know you just saw Yojimbo and like Yojimbo. Kind of the it's basically well, is Yojimbo. The ending's kind yeah, of the Yojimbo. Ending, the ending, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like you know, Yojimbo is kind of like this like quintessential samurai movie. And like when did Yojimbo come out? I think Yojimbo came out like the six. It came out the six. I, I, I just so. don't know when. Which is which is fucking crazy how well that movie. That movie is still so fun. Yeah, to dude, watch. That was awesome. I loved yeah. watching Yojimbo. Yojimbo's um, awesome. Yeah, and then the only problem with Yojimbo is as much as I love. A fistful of dollars makes a fistful of dollars a little not as cool. Yeah. It's still very cool, <laughs> but you do realize you're like, wow, it's just Yojimbo. Like, it's, it's yeah. just renamed Yojimbo. Like, it's just this yeah. is literally, it's still very cool. Like, what makes that show the dollar shows better is like each one of those films got better and better. Like, yeah, yeah it led to like, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. one of those original movies ever made, you know, like stylistically. So yeah, yeah. So you got you got still well, worth good, watching. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I so, get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, Yojimbo came out in 1961, so you could have watched Psycho in 1960 and been like, that was revolutionary. Then yeah, the next right. year, watch Yojimbo and be like, that was yeah. also revolutionary. Well, the world will never Kurosawa, be the same. Kurosawa at that time, like he was already like. I'm pretty sure, like, in the 50s, I, I think Seven Samurai came out in the 50s, so he, and Rashomon came out in the 50s, so he mm -hmm. was already, like, the shit. The god. So I think, like, when Yojimbo came out, it was like, I think, I don't know much about Samurai, 
Lulu lore, or, or like, uh, I mean, in terms of, like, American audiences when they started to catch on with, the, with Samurai films. Um, but I would assume that Yojimbo is the one that kind of broke into American yeah, audiences and people. I, I'm actually not sure about that. Honestly, after I seen Yojimbo and seen um, Lone Wolf and Cub, I had some realizations where it's like, I knew I loved Samurais. But I realized that I had not really seen a lot of the classic samurai archetype. Right. And after seeing Yojimbo in this movie, I realized that I love these movies. Yeah, I'm awesome. going to have to watch yeah. all of them. Um, yeah. But yeah. what's also... I, 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 was, I, it was, I haven't seen it was a lot either. That, like, I knew the archetype so well because it, I've seen so many, like, versions right. of right. This, this type of I mean, thing. Like I was saying, um, Wick. I mean, Wick is yeah. kind of like a Ronin. You know, in a yeah. way. You know, uh, Even fucking Mandy is like a sure, Ronin yeah. story, sure, uh, yeah, a Ronin right. revenge story, sure, yeah. and, and it's and it's like purest archetype. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I mean, which is Rando. really interesting. You know, you see, you hear what right. I said? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know the Drifter story. You know, yeah, this guy who goes like this. I mean, well, like I said, the Dollar Trilogy, the Dollar Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Are those are samurai movies at, at the core of it, you know? But what made those films so brilliant, and those are some of my favorite movies of all, like, like, that really, Sergio Leone is one of my favorite filmmakers. Like, he's only made, like, five movies, and they're all, like, perfect. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> what makes those movies so cool is that they are that samurai story, but he actually injected Western iconography and, like, not just Western iconography, but the, especially like Once Upon a Time in the West, like what makes Westerns thematically interesting. So it is a Western. It's not just yeah. like a yeah. samurai movie with like a what like a fistful of dollars is just a samurai movie with a Western skin. But as right. they kind of progress, like the good of the young is kind of about like, you know, it's... It, it became like such more than that, but you're right. Like, Absolutely, you've seen that you know the road and story so many times. You know? Right, and what's one of the, it was cool to see to see like these original to kind of start watching these original films because um, I mean. I just thought Lone Wolf and Cub was like so good and so creative. And it's right. always fascinating to me that you see this archetype and you can be so familiar with it. And then you go back to the original and you can still be awed by it. Right. It's like, yeah. I know all of these beats yeah. so well, but just the way that this is yeah. executed, it's like, I understand yeah. why this invented the genre. Well, like, I, I get I, it. I, I love doing that. Like, I fucking, I think that I love old movies. Like, old movies yeah, me are too. so, um, so much fun to watch for that reason. And like, but, like, also, another thing about Lone Wolf that kind of surprised me, I don't think it was going to be as violent as it is. This movie's fucking yeah. bloody and awesome. Yeah, Legs are yeah. coming off. Heads are coming off. Uh, it's also dark. I also really appreciated that, like, like, for example, like, in the second half, like, the rape scene. I really yeah. was, like, this is how weird to say that I actually really appreciated that because it actually is kind of, like, showing the, the darkness of this world. Because this movie could easily have turned into a, jo- a, a genre movie. And it is a genre yes. movie. But um, it's also, like, an exploit- uh, exploitation movie at the same time, which is, like, yeah. pretty exciting to see and cool yeah. to see. right, right. So, like, I really, you know, like we said, like, Kill Bill. I mean, this is one of the movies that inspired... Kill Bill, you know, inspired that like exploitation, you right. know, um, style of filmmaking from in the eighties and, and the nineties and seventies especially. But yeah, yeah. So um, it's interesting to see like movies like I mean, early seventies, like that was pretty fucking brutal for audiences in, in the early seventies. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like they're that not too. shying away from the darkness of of this world that it's in, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I th- we talk a lot about, like, having this preference for movies that were, like, I just like it where anything could happen, you Of know? course, and, yeah. it, and it really, and it really makes it, because the other thing I think where, why that's important, and when you take that out, 
the problem that it causes is you get these edgy characters who are just edgy <laughs> because they're like to be edgy, right? Sure, you know, sure. it's just like, well, that's what that's what samurais are. They're edgy. But then like with someone like this guy, you know, he's edgy and quiet and solemn right. and stern. It's just like, well, you know why? You know, yeah. you know what made him yeah. like that, and you can see it in how the world feels. That that's yeah. you know like why he needs that. Well, why you he know, goes something... through, go through this world the way he is, you know. Yeah, it's important yeah, so... to, to have that. Yeah, so I, I like it, that. Be like, why do I care about this guy? But it kind Which of it's... shows like how dark the world is, you know, and like what he ultimately is, what Ronan is doing, what you know, Gimbo is so great at doing. Also, is like, yeah, this guy's a killer. Yeah, but he's doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. In this fuck up world, right? Yeah, and that, and you know, and then that's you know, that's that you yeah. get that click when you do that, right? right? It just gets you in there, and you're like, I'm in, right. dude. I'm so in. You know, another thing I really like, which this is kind of this is kind of a unique thing about Lone Wolf and Cub, is that the fucking actor is kind oh, of a unique great. pick. Yeah, no, I was uh, gonna mention that too. I look at Ito, right? Yeah, yeah, the character's name is Ogami Ito. Ogami, yeah. oh yeah, Ogami Ito, yeah, Ito. And, um, yeah, that was something that, like, you know, he doesn't look like a samurai. And, like, no, I not really like the look of him because he was, one, the actor is phenomenal. He's great in the movie. But also, yeah, like, like you know, if you look at, like, these class, you know, he's got your classic archetype of an action. Because it's an action movie, but it's like not, you know, the the archetype of what an action star would look like. You know? Yeah, he's like, a little tubby, you know. He's yeah. a little, he's a little, he's well, a little circular. That, he's like rugged, you know. That's like yeah. something about like seventies action heroes in America, especially like they were just like rugged looking, like you know, yeah. like they were like real men. Yeah. Well, every day then. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of something I liked about that. Skulking body of Schwarzenegger and right, Bruce, Bruce right. Bruce Willis is kind of like that. Bruce Willis is like kind of this rugged looking, everyday looking person. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who had like, yeah, he just kind of had that charisma that made right. him pop from the screen a right. little bit. Yeah, but it's something I like, you know, because even Yojimbo, you know, this isn't a, 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 a yeah. bash against Yojimbo, but he, that yeah, def, the yeah. Sandro is the guy. beautiful yeah, man, yeah, beautiful and man. like this town full right. of ugly fucks, oh, yeah. you know, so ugly. But yeah, yeah but <laughs> uh, in Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, uh, Ito Ogami kind of looks, he does look like everyone else. Yeah. And I also love, he looks like such a fucking dad. He just looks yeah. like a dad well, who's like on I this love mission. About this movie is like, I can't wait to see the next one because this kind of had everything I wanted it because it does have that goofiness of like an awesome, you know, exploited, like, you know, samurai movie or kung fu movie that. He's just pushing a carriage on his son. Yeah. That's awesome. That, <laughs> yeah. Like, the last shot of, like, this movie's incredible. Like, him, like, going out, like, you know, staying in this town, and then, like, all right, son, and pushes his... <laughs> like, that's incredible. That's, like, such a striking and awesome... And, but goof, kind of goofy that he's just pushing a stroller as yeah. he goes town to town. Like, and it's I mean, funny, you know? Th that's, that's, I think that's kind of the thing that's kind of made this one of, like, a, a, a special kind of moment in the samurai thing is sort yeah. of based around that a character with that right. having with the, with Lone Wolf sun, and you know? Cub, right. you know? And right. what, what that kind of leads to. Yeah, I love that, that. What that and means. Like, almost like, you can see, I'm sure in the later movies we'll get more of this, but, like, you know, I'm sure they'll explore this. If it's, you know, the, the, the tenderness also of like being yeah. a father, but also being a stone cold motherfucking yeah. killer. You know? Like that, like, like that I love scene, that. like the hard turn flashback scene. Yeah. Like it's so funny because oh, yeah. you had that hilarious nursery rhyme with the hard turd, and then it has this hard amazing, like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this song? <laughs> and what I love is, but, like, the, 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 like, the kid doesn't even talk that much, but that's the one time that he talks and sings this yeah, he turn sings the song. song yeah. Uh, but but the, that leads to the flat a really intense flashback scene where he's saying, "Okay, son, do you want to come with me, or right. I'm going to kill you?" Yeah, yeah, you I know? love that. Yeah, pick yeah, the yeah, ball dude. or the sword. Yeah, like, that's awesome. And then he sees these like flashbacks, like as he's like, of like the ball, like there's a shot of like the ball, like 
coming out of the sky and like all there's so much like cool like symbolic like imagery also that is just like again yeah I what do really you want like out that. of a movie like this like about a movie like a samurai with this code you know and you know i just i, I just thought that this was i was very surprised i thought that this was gonna be like kind of like a I don't know, low brow samurai movie. Yeah. So this is yeah, like a right. very fun and really well made movie. Like I was really impressed <laughs> by this movie. Like I thought it was really, really fun. Yeah, that's sick, dude. That's sick. And the I, action I really... is great. Yeah. The action I, is yeah, phenomenal. The action is really, it's really, really good. great. Like it's yeah. really well choreographed. Like again, like you can see like the early scenes of something like Wick or, you know, something new, or Listen Impossible, you know, like these, yeah. Yeah. how they handle, like, hand-to-hand combat That's stuff. actually like, really funny that you ago. say Mission Impossible because that makes me think of, like, when they are when they uh, sneak into his house and they have, like, the gong going on, oh, yeah. like, the tactic yeah. stuff going right. on like that. that right. That's actually kind of true. Like, yeah. that's, you know, that kind of creative tactical thinking. Totally. It's like, oh, that's really innovative and interesting. Yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, I was so surprised. I mean, a lot of action movies from this era are not great. Like, mm-hmm. the early, late <laughs> 60s, the uh, 70s like what like they're, they're even the ones where you see are like like bond for example yeah like, those are like you know you're not like if i was making an action movie i'm not going to analyze the early bond movies for con for inspiration on hand-to-hand combat like i'm not yeah. you know what i mean that's not yeah. but this holy shit you can totally see like how wick that's a really good point you know, yeah got that's a really inspiration good point from this movie because you know, Samurais, I don't know about you, I don't know, I've never seen real footage of, of a Samurai. <laughs> yeah, where do you get this? Where do you get this stuff? Movies. Yeah, yeah, but like, movie. <laughs> so, it's, you know, like, so it's like, uh, it's fun to watch these originals, because you know, Jimbo, this is how I love it, not an action movie, it's much no. more of a, um, it's much more of a meditative movie about the, the look of a Samurai, and also about right. this, also, what makes that film brilliant too, what made that Kurosawa show such a brilliant filmmaker is like what that film is really about is about this dynamic of the town and about yeah. this, um, you know, uh, it, it's about healing a, a community. That's what that movie's about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, beautiful. and sort of, and like the tension of battle almost coming, but never quite right. until like the final climax. Like, which if, makes that if you very are going satisfying. into Yojimbo wanting, like, Samurai action, you're not really yeah, gonna be, get it, right? Know? Because it's not that's not really what no. that's not really what it's about. But no. Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, had definitely for sure. Yeah, you're There's right. There's about like three it, set pieces in this movie that are pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> because because Ogami's character is kind of like he's the character who, similar to Wick, it's just like he doesn't matter how many he faces, right. he's always <laughs> going to win. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He's the Lone Wolf. Yeah, he like, has I to win. I love when um. The guy who discovers that it's Ogami. Yeah, at the end. And he's like, yeah. holy shit. Like, yeah, so I scared. love that. That also reminded me of Wick. That. Like, in the first Wick where, where we're like, who, whose card is he still? John Wick's like, fuck. Oh, like, yeah. I love, that's just like such a great setup for like your action movie. Where like, yeah. the, the, the guy you're following, the people in the world are terrified of this guy. Like, that's, yeah awesome you yeah know? like because in some action movies they want you to like be scared of the villain in some way or like have like an actual conflict you know I, like i think it's just cooler if like just, the guy's a fucking badass dude yeah and then but it makes it more exciting if there actually is somebody that can fight him because you know how good he is right yeah so like yeah, one yeah. of these later movies for example if he gets like, I mean, fucking his ass beat. I mean, in this movie, he gets kidnapped in, like, you know, that terrible scene where he, uh, they force her, him to have sex with that Yeah, girl. that was a really fucking weird so, scene. It, it, it works in a way he's not a superhero, you know? It's yeah. like this perfect balance. Like, no, this guy is a badass, but he also is, like, not impervious to everything you know yeah that's and that's what i i love i love that i love oh, that, that because you want horrible. because oh. you want 
you want the you want the experience of like he feeling like he could die but right. also exactly, being like yeah. let me see yeah. him kill everybody yeah, that's what i want i want we both your, i want both your hero <laughs> like look at that guy hard or john mcclayton you know he's a prime example of the action hero where he's an everyman he's a badass but he died or indiana jones like you, you really yeah. you really think at some point that he, he's not gonna die because there's five movies but you like you have you know it, it's enough it gives it, it gives you enough where uh you think he could die and then the worst then, Indiana Jones movie is like the fourth one where he's not <laughs> one time in that movie you really have any sense that he's in peril which was a yeah. problem with that film. yeah you know? which but but such an interesting thing about storytelling though because even even when you know you can still be in it when you watch sure, it yeah, you know exactly, you can still be right. be in that feeling and that's so cool that's so cool um, if you're I not thought, a stickler that has a big stick up your ass and you like yeah. movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that I was really, uh, really surprised by that one, uh, that one scene where it was uh, that that he had sex with that prostitute in front of all those people. Yeah. That was really because that's something. The cuck is actually kind of a theme, you know, in in <laughs> Japanese uh, stuff, especially where villains. I've seen that a lot. Where really? I think that happened in Yojimbo too, where they were like, yeah. "Fuck this guy!" Right, right in front of my right. eyes, you know, because it's about like the humiliation and the right. dishonor that right. goes that kind of comes from that right. and also that's really um, interesting uh uh but america I, 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 is not like that no not at all you, like, you want me to fuck this girl all right it's like yeah yeah <laughs> but uh this this that was a really interesting scene because uh it was really fucking surprising that yeah. he actually did it well you know? that nowhere could really what could he do you know right exactly so you know? that's kind of like the, what i was talking about was like the you know, you, you, he's not, he's a human. You know, he's an actually, you know, fold. You yeah. Know, under pressure or, or, you know, mental, you know. If somebody challenged him physically, he'd probably win. But that was more yeah. of a mental thing, right? And it was also really interesting because it was more like what I how what I like how they played why that story moment hit me so much like why it felt so emotionally impactful was that yes it was also it was a sex scene it was a way to right. insert a sex scene into the movie but I love how they played it where she realized that she he was doing something he was he was he he was doing something to save her right her exactly. life was more right. important than his honor right and uh, it wasn't about him being afraid or even him being threatened. It was about she was in danger and he did something to help her. Right. And it was like, wow, that the was cool, a really <coughs> cool complicated, road, beautiful way. And it was a great way to actually make a female character love the, right. the, the lead and be infatuated with him, which is usually not believable at all, <laughs> and especially movies in this age. But yeah, um, I, I really connected with that, yeah. actually, in this yeah. movie. And I was really surprised. A lot, of, it was boobies. Like, that was, a lot of boobies in this movie. There was a lot of movies. There was like a, a six individual titty Blue titty count. count. <laughs> six titty count. Watch yeah, there was a lot of titties. Yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, that was a, also like really weird too at the beginning. When I love that he had a sign like walking. Yeah. And it was like I'm a fucking sword for hire or sun for hire. Sword and, and sun for hire. Was like, <laughs> and she like picks up the sun and then like gets him the sucker titty and then put him back in the crate i'm like that's one of the weirdest things i've ever seen yeah that was very strange some uh nice clever editing where they cut to a close-up of like yeah. probably like a mom and oh, then, so the, yeah. <laughs> the actor because i was thinking about that it's just like what if you were like that kid and you're like okay you have to suck this actress <laughs> tit. and he's like um <laughs> i think that might be illegal yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. I don't know. Just a I, little bit. I don't know bit. Japan, but... Yeah, and like in 1972, I wondered like that was that was something in the moment where it's like it was like, "Ooh, I wonder I, I wonder what that felt like being on set. That might have been weird. a little weird." Uh, well, but <laughs> but that was definitely that was definitely. But I kind of I kind of like this movie because it it felt it also weirder. Set, it also set of like what? Like like a long time ago, it's also set like a fucking yeah. E, I think it was. I think the wiki says century, it was set in like century. the and the unspecified Edo period. Edo, e, what's, the, that, what's the Edo period? 
Well, let's look that up. Let's do a little quick. I, little my Google. guess is that it's the 17th century. So it's like 1800s. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's, 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 it's 1600 and 1867 15, is what okay. right. the Edo period, Edo period was. Yeah. Which, um. Well, I just got yeah. that from, because I think Sarah Lulu's were kind of westerns in a way, you know, because it was about old Japan, right? It was about, yes. Yeah, definitely. You know, so yeah, 100, 110 I think it was around the same time. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, there's a performance in this movie that I thought was really funny. was the guy, the, I forget the character's name. I, I, I'm not, I'm a dumb American, so I can't speak no <laughs> Japanese. But the white-haired dude. Who who duels the the guy who oh. betrays him the, the the fucking uh who's the leader of the clan right yeah the, yeah, yeah the leader of the the leader of the shadow yagyu yeah. that guy clan. was hilarious who sounded yeah, like who was taking a shit the entire time like <laughs> I who know. I got like I. If they told me that he recorded all his ADR lives which were clearly ADR that yeah. he recorded on the toilet, I would believe you. That he was yeah. like Lynn Clegg's like <laughs> recording <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it was so weird. Also the sound you know, design of the movie really laugh a lot. Yeah, they they so much silence. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Uh, they they like never put sounds for when doors would open no. and close. Or people they walking. always cut. There was yeah. one where, like, it was so silent that like, somebody got, like, hit, and it was like, oh! <laughs> it was like, nothing. <laughs> like, wow. There's not even room tone. Like, yeah. it's just so quiet. That's like, a really interesting thing about uh, 1970s films, you know, yeah. from that from that period, how audio, because audio was so much harder so to do, yeah. you know? It wasn't until, like, um, 75 when fucking Altman, you know, created yeah, that's the, right. the, like, what, four crack or eight crack? Yeah, which is that's a huge innovation. Now Four we can tracks. have that's nothing. Yeah, now we can have hundreds, thousands of yeah, tracks. Yeah, I don't know literally. if we can have thousands. Well, no, honestly, we probably can have thousands. Yeah, yeah. Why, why can't Pretty you? Good. Just get a bigger, you know, get enough RAM stick, shove that in there, you know? Yeah. Get up to 2,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's a crazy thing about how much more sound design like totally. goes into yeah. a movie. Um, well, it's, actually kind of, kind of, it's, more, it's actually kind of interesting to hear, though, because you... It's so much more now because it's so easy to record things too. Where this is like even more more of the case of like fifties movies, they really had to choose what yeah. you hear, you know, because even the dialogue was hard to record, and like you know, like even like double indemnity that we yeah, I was watched, thinking about that, like. What makes that film even crazier is like with some of the staging that they're doing, you're not realizing that the microphone is as big as like the chair that I'm sitting in. And it's yeah. like, and they can't move it. Remember that scene of Babylon? Yeah, it, like, yeah, absolutely. It was like that, but like a little bit more mobile in the 40s, but it was still like Really hard. restrictive. Like, so they were so deliberate. It's like, it's like, now, you know, we get great things with, like, free camera, free, you know, because it's so, you can attach a fucking, like, so a lot of there, here, yeah. and it yeah. sounds so good. Um, or a boom mic that is, like, this fucking big, and it's, and it's amazing, and you get amazing shit, like, you know, the sacking rollers and shit, where you can, this really kinetic, but you can yeah. still hear everything. And, yeah, and I was, I was thinking about how, like, in, um, Well, there also is laziness. Also, with films, because it's so easy to record things. So right. they don't pay attention to the sound guy. Like Ex- yes, laziness, yes, that's, you know? that's so true. That's so true. Because there's a lot of decisions that had to be made in those. Like, double indemnity, you, you couldn't record... I noticed that whenever there's talking scenes, right. there's not music. You had yeah. to pick, which is crazy. Right, right, right. Because then you need to know exactly what's important. Right. That's what I like about Lone Wolf and Cub and kind of the janky sound design. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, it totally it's fun stands to hear, out to me. It's fun to but, hear those decisions, right? Like, yeah, you're like because, oh, yeah. Like, cool. And I noticed that with like the camera work, too, where it's like you totally. really have to decide what you need. Like, what yeah. do you need to convey this? Because we only got this. Well, <laughs> How do we make thing, it work? That's the thing where, like, not to digress again, but, like, my yeah. favorite show 
on TV that I watch three shows. But a thing <laughs> that I'm obsessed with right now is called it's Barry, like Bill Hader uh-huh. directs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what I'm passionate, he directs that? Dude, yeah. So he, oh, I didn't know that. Dude, well, he created the show. So oh, wow. He stars it and created it. So he directed, like, a couple episodes first season. More on the second season, like more than half of the third season, and he's he directed the entire fourth season. Oh my god! So he's That's basically awesome. just like a badass director. But what I'm so impressed by that show, and like hearing Will Hader talk about how he directs that show, is he gets all his inspiration from old movies. That's because awesome. if you watch something like Gungle and Gungity or His Girl Friday. You know, they're telling the story, a, a, a really effective scene, four setups. Yeah. You know, like, they right. just are good. It's That's so perfect of, for TV, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you should watch Barry. You'd fucking love Barry. Barry's incredible. Yeah, I should. But, I've um, heard it's great. Yeah, it's genius. But it's like, you know, if you really, you can tell a story, like, this movie too, like you are saying, it's like, older movies, they really have to pay attention to what, each shot because everything had to be planned but it still should be that way because that's yeah you can tell a story so effectively you know um and like uh i just think it's um, a, a great way to tell a story there's so many different ways to tell a story now but yeah you know. yeah i i i saw i saw someone who was actually talking about music he was talk he was like writing some music and he made a point which was so obvious when he said this but he was talking about it's like if there's a part that's not really adding that much you can't really hear it it's yeah. not it's not it's not actually doing nothing it's actually subtracting from the quality when you have something in there that's doing nothing so sure. it's important to take that out when yeah, it's not right. doing something there right. which is something that is i think kind of more like you said yeah, it's like so that. easy to do all that it's easy to have a lot of stuff that's not really doing anything right. that doesn't seem like it is but it's actually subtracting from this experience because it totally, shouldn't yeah. be there right it, like that's another thing about that show and like old movies where there's no like a, a really great old movie like uh one of my favorites like 12 or men or or something like that where there's That's a not, great example there's too. There's not a fucking line in that movie that is that is a throwaway line. Yeah. Every line because they're like, like you're like we don't need this. Cut it out. Or yeah. Just cut it. Like you don't like. I think. I, I think. I think it's a good thing to overwrite. You know, you want to. You rather overwrite than than uh, underwrite because there's ways to cut things out and rearrange things. But I think like. You know, it's, I think it's always good to, yeah, like, be valuable and flexible, but take things out, even if it's, like, even if you made, I know Will Hader talking about this, where, because Barry's very funny, but you can have, like, jokes in it, and, like, go be in any room, and he goes, we gotta cut that joke out, even if you love that joke, like, that yeah, joke is hilarious, the- or, like, you gotta take it out, because it it'll be better, the, the story will be better if you cut this out. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, so it's you, a, it's a you lose your garland sometimes. You yeah, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's it's a really interesting thing about like making stuff and making movies, especially how like you kind of like building up that discernment. Yeah. Like you you just got to know sometimes. Like it's not that this is bad. It's not that this is a bad no. quality or a bad idea. This is actually really great, but right. it does not work here, and it has to go. And like obviously with Low Wolf, there, it, it's so deliberate. You can tell that there is such a like deliberately shot, right? Stage movie. Like I'm just thinking about you know a scene where you know the the hot spring scene was fucking beautiful. Like yeah, a the hot spring like that. Such a beautiful shot, like such deliberate zooms and deliberate. Like it was very like disparate scene. That's basically like, um, you know, like someone can see is like a throwaway scene, but the attention is absolutely to it, which yeah, makes that's... the audience pay attention to it. When you're actually, you know, subconsciously, audience members can know when you're actually. You're in good hands as a filmmaker, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's a good point because it brings up another sort of, like, perspective of the argument where it's, like, it's because you do have to add in those scenes. You have to know that the scene, that, that hot spring scene is important and needs to be there. Exactly, because right. a lot of times, and I feel like in a lot of American movies, 
the, especially right now, the focus is on like stimulation, excitement, something <laughs> yeah. happening yeah. like that. And you could argue it's just like, well, you know, don't waste a minute, you know, yeah. or something like that. But it's like, it's like yeah. it, it doesn't make good movies. Right. You know, you need that. You need the whole human yeah. experience but to then, make it relatable. Like, if you guys, a modern example of like this extremely precise and like insanely also fast-paced parasite. You think about Parasite? Yeah, that's a great example. Holy yeah, hell. that's a good like, example. Dude, there's not yeah. one shot this movie when I wouldn't cut out, but it's like so fast-paced and like such an amazing story and so like musical, the way that that movie's like fucking editing. You know, it's yeah. like an evolution of cinema where like you got to this, this brilliant filmmaker who's just like fucking operating on a crazy crazy level absolutely and i would say the same thing um about uncut gems and everything which which are more maximalist in style you know fit as much as we can but to fit as much as you can you need to know like how to make it not how to make it make sense you know when you're seeing all of that information which is like a mastery of a similar kind that you see in lone wolf and cub really i think um which that's really cool because that's you know with because now if you if you made them if you can make a movie like lone wolf and cub and then you have the technology available to you right. then you get crazy shit yeah. like you know i mean parasites crazy too yeah. technologically insane Years. some of the shit that we're Evolution doing. Of cinema. <laughs> yeah it's cool it's cool well i'm really glad you dug this film so yeah, much because I, awesome. I was i was i was obsessed with it i, I thought about it all Samurai day after movie. i watched it i loved it i'm gonna watch the rest of them yeah, me Great. too. Me too. I, I really kind of want to buy the collection real bad. I think next yeah. time there's a fifty percent off, I think I might go ahead and buy I'll that, for that too. Because honestly, it. it's only like seventy dollars, you know, for the whole fucking uh, collection. Yeah, that might be the DVD. There are probably some sick um, bonus features too. I mean, Criterion yeah, always does sick shit. So yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get after hours. I want to get mm. uh, the Scorsese shorts, which have all the his short films in there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, I saw it recently. Uh oh. Uh oh. Don't fuck up. Don't 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 forget. Come on, Alex. Come on! <laughs> Push it out. I forgot. Oh. <laughs> Letterbox. <laughs> what are they putting Spider for some characters? <laughs> I'd be a hundred percent fine with that. Uh, they put Wally. Oh, God of the Hunter, which is like oh, this incredible. Yeah. I've never fucking, seen that, dude. You I wanna totally see that. That is, yeah. It's been on my list such since college. A weird film. Like that's a fifties film that is like truly ahead of its time. And like really whack out. Um I mean not Whoa. like whack out like something like house. But uh <laughs> right. right. Whacked out for fifties American movie. Like really look dark. Looks like dark. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of serial killer, which is crazy in the quickest. <laughs> um, yeah, that is crazy. Really great movie. But yeah, that one. But um Yeah. Man. Well Wolf and Cub. Look we well, didn't say the full title. Oh, well yeah, Wolf and Cub, Cub The Sword of Vengeance. It's sweet. Of Super course it's sweet. called that. Of course it's yeah. called Sword of Dungeons. Because Great what else name. would it be called? Yeah, what else could it be called? I wonder how the many old... how many fucking samurai movies are called Sword of Dungeons. Yeah, I know. There's I gotta be like hundreds. There's, one, there's a movie made in two thousand fourteen that's called The Sword of Vengeance that looks kinda shitty, but I, I I'm sure it is. If that's the <laughs> title that you came up with, that yeah. is dude. What else? Sword like, of Vengeance. Samurai, Vengeance. What do they have? Swords. Wow, okay, we got something what cooking will, here. What will become <laughs> to pass? Because this was probably one of the first ones that was ever called that. Maybe even the first one that was called Sword Yeah, of it's possible. It's it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. So, uh, it's a cool title for Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> but the other ones are so funny. Like, they I get really whacked out real Baby fast. Baby Cart. Mm-hmm. Baby Cart is so funny. I know. That's like that's like one how, of those. I wonder. I could see them getting goofier, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to see the rest of them. 
I think I think that one thing that happens in the films is that the baby cart turns into more of like a crazy like device type of thing. Like he pulls crazy shit perfect. out of it more. Are they yeah. <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard? I mean, it turns turn, into like his weapon supply car. If they turn into like more movies, I'm totally okay with that. Like I yeah. like I love that shit. And the spellmaker obviously knows what he's doing, so they're probably yeah. pretty great. You know, um, they might not be as like emotionally impactful in some moments in this one, but who knows? These are just incredible movies that are just waiting for us. Yeah, I know. Well, okay. So, so here's the thing for for next week: we could spin the wheel, or we could just commit to just watching all of the sort Lone Wolf and Cup movies for the next couple of weeks. We could do that. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm kind of That's I'm kind a lot of, of conflicted. Movies. It is a lot of movies. It is a lot of movies. Maybe we do like maybe we could like sprinkle we could in come like back once. To Lone yeah, Wolf like and yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's let's spin a new one this okay. week, and then we'll we'll come back later. Okay. We'll come back later. I like that. No, 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 we don't need that kind of commitment in our lives. We're still no. young. <laughs> oh, that's a long commitment. <laughs> Six movies. Spin wheel. Oh, shuffle. Okay. What do we got? Okay. So, there's a movie called The Square that is directed by Ruben Oslund. Ruben, like the sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Who made uh, Triangle of Sadness last year, which was oh, the Pong okay. winner. This movie also won the Pong He in, likes shapes. In 2017. Yeah. So this is a Pong winner, the square. He's a, okay. I didn't really like Triangle of Sadness. Um, I thought of that. You should see that. You should totally see that movie. Yeah, I would like to see it. people love it. I don't. Pongo War winners are so like they can be wacky. <laughs> some of them are like brilliant. Like I was testing the other day. I think about Uncle Boo like all yeah. the time. Like yeah, that movie whack. is so good. Uh, yeah. like such an amazing movie. Yeah. Like I yeah. love that. That's a that's a pretentious ass tag winner that I genuinely love. But then I've seen ones like Craggle Cadness or like um some other ones where I'm like no. Tucon, yeah. I thought was great. But, like. Um, right. Wild know. at Heart, I love that that's a Parasite's great, obviously. Yeah. That's like a perfect oh, yeah. movie. For sure. Um, yeah, Wild at Heart. Yeah. Anyway, so we can do that. The Square. We can do uh, King, Kings of the Rogues, directed by a guy uh, named Wing Vengers, who I got really into. Who oh, made shit. Paris, Texas. Yeah. He made, um, a movie called The American Friend that is like so weird. And I've awesome. only seen Paris, Texas, so that would be I would love Paris, to watch Texas another one of his movies. So Kings of the Road. Free Fire, which is a A twenty four movie that I've never seen. Sorry, Brie Lar Brie Larson, uh Sarko Copley, who is, you know, from um District Nine. Sorry, District Nine, okay. Sarko Copley and Chappie. <laughs> yeah like the robot oh he's also in that movie really like uh, hardcore henry who plays the who's oh. like the guy who's like the dude who's like the only dude in that movie he's the dude who's like saying, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah he's, he's all Copley. different characters uh this hardcore really henry. cool guy named arlie hammer who yeah. may or may not have eaten people uh courts Kill, out killian murphy <laughs> a great uh -huh. cast uh jack radar the guy from midsommar Little boyfriend. Is this all still fire fight? Yeah, free fire. Free fire. A24, huh. 2019, or 20, wait, 2016. Ben Wheatley. Never heard of it. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, that would be A movie called Beginners, directed by Mike Mills, who I like Mike Mills a lot. Made, um, come on, come on. And then a brilliant movie called 20 Century Women, which I think... Mm -hmm. I That's an interesting batch. That is pretty interesting. I'm thinking about re-rolling. Yeah. Re-roll. Re-roll. Slither. Do you know what this movie is? I feel like I've heard about that, but I James don't know what that is. Gunn. 2011 oh. James Gunn movie. Okay. And the poster is gross. <laughs> it's a woman in a bathtub 
and a bunch of worms are coming out of it. Ew. Horror has Ew. a new face. Let me see. A small James town Gunn. is taken over by an oh, alien gross. plague. Turning right. residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. Well, that I do like cool. monsters. I didn't yeah, know James cool. Gunn made a movie like that. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, I have Furiosa, which is not out yet. Uh, oh, I wish. <laughs> we should watch that one. Damn. Uh, hu oh, Human <laughs> Nature. This is a interesting. This is a Michelle Gondry movie written by Charlie Kaufman. Ooh, that what? I've never okay. seen. 2001. This is the movie he made after uh, Blue Jungle Alchemist. Human Nature. Okay. It stars uh, Tim Robbins, Patricia Arquette. Never seen it. That could be an interesting one. And then, yeah, yeah Apollo, sure. Apollo, Ten and a Half. A Space Age Childhood is an animated Richard Linklater movie. That came, I think this came out yeah, last year on Netflix. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, look, okay. See, I like those three a lot. I like those Apollo. three a lot. Those are, yeah, those are Netflix. very interesting. That's an animated Richard Linklater movie. I'm a huge Richard Linklater fan. So, yeah, I like his stuff too. Um, I like his stuff a lot. Let's do Slither. That sounds very. That sounds very yeah. appealing to me. I'm very intrigued. Right. That's that's very. I I I, I also have don't not... think I've ever seen a James Gunn movie that's not based on a comic book. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yes, that's true. Because Suicide that's Squad a, is James right. Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that should be interesting. That's that sounds good. Slither. Cool. James Gunn. Slither. Alrighty. If we got this far. Thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.